Welcome to Ulrich Observations, a series of short podcasts by Castletown Heritage Society, exploring the social history and heritage of the village of Castletown and the parish of Ulrich in Caithness, Scotland. Episode 23, Lost in the Post. Lost in the Post. North Mail Robbery, 1805. It must have got lost in the post is still used as an excuse for the non-arrival of an expected letter or parcel. Although email has lessened dependence on the physical transfer of letters and indeed money. Recently, I was sent a copy of a letter handwritten by a Caithness businessman in early 1806. It contained a reference to James Trail of Castle Hill, so I was immediately interested. The upsetting contents of the letter set me on a mission to find out more. I soon realised just how necessary, hazardous and unreliable the postal service was at the start of the 19th century. The writer was Lieutenant Colonel Benjamin Williamson of Oldfield Thurso, a county landowner. It was obvious that he had found himself severely beset by huge debt and had written asking for urgent support to his friend Sir Robert Anstruther of Balkaski, who had land at Wharton. The sum he urgently requested, £750, would amount to some 77000 in today's values, so not a trifling sum. However, this is a drop in the ocean to the £200, that is 220000 in today's calculations, which should have been paid by him to the bank the previous December. Williamson quotes six different individuals acting as cautioners for him, with James Trail being the mediator with the bank and also responsible for collecting the payments and negotiating terms with the bank. But despite his drowning in debt, The letter he wrote to Sir Robert is not principally about his financial difficulties. It's full of regret that he had not received a reply to his letter to Sir Robert, posted the previous October. Was Sir Robert offended by the urgent request for money? Had their friendship come to an end? He might have felt less upset if Sir Robert had merely said no to the request. Here are his own words. My feelings were more tried by your supposed silence than they could be by any consequence from a denial. To cut a long story short, the debt was settled by selling part of his estate, either by private bargain or by public sale in Edinburgh. Correspondence and the friendship were re-established. The cause of the breakdown in communication had been a mail robbery somewhere between Tain and Inverness. In November 1805, this had affected Williamson's letters to or from Sir Robert. But another businessman from Caithness also suffered financial loss through the same robbery. He was Francis Quoys, or Kays a prosperous draper, haberdasher and tobacconist from Wick. Harry Gray's book, A Tale of Two Streets, locates the shop at the corner of West High Street and Bridge Street, 
the family went on to include a fish curing business. In the aftermath of the robbery, Francis Quoyes took out several newspaper advertisements alerting bankers, merchants and others that five £20 notes, and again that would be worth £11,000 in today's money, had been posted in a letter addressed to him at Wick. He gives the numbers of the banknotes issued by the British Linen Company, which bore the inscription Leith, 15th November 1805, remitted per post to Mr Francis Quoy's Wick JT. Perhaps somebody will help and tell me what JT stands for. The British Linen Company was founded in 1746, became the British Linen Bank and was more recently acquired by the Bank of Scotland. The company handled every stage of the manufacture of linen and employed thousands of spinners and weavers. Keen to go into banking, they issued promissory notes to pay agents, weavers, manufacturers and customers and eventually issued true banknotes. In the early 1800s, mail was carried by postal foot carriers, bags being passed from one runner to the next at stages. Relays of fresh horses were introduced on major routes, but mainly the post was carried by hand. Postal robberies were not unusual, especially if it was thought that money was contained in the mailbag. A British linen bank runner was murdered in Leith, close to their offices around this time. Banknotes were found near the suspect's house, but he evaded the law by signing up quickly as a sailor to fight Napoleon. At one point, the postmaster in Inverness reported to the postmaster general for Scotland, ye post was prisoner, our bag was broken up, so was ye Dingwall and Dornoch bagus. Having some previous insight into the family of the impecunious Mr Williamson, I happen to know that he was being pressed constantly by his two young sons, to finance their studies in Aberdeen and Edinburgh, including fees, accommodation, food and drink, transport and clothes. Many parents will be able to sympathise with him in this. Both sons went on to join the army, where the purchase of officers' commissions added to their father's financial responsibilities. Ironically, both young Williamsons were killed in 1812, fighting Napoleon in Portugal. Sir Robert Anstruther also lost his son at the retreat from Corona in the same theatre of war. The sons of Francis Quoys of Wick lived to succeed their father as prominent businessmen in that town. If you would like to find out more about Castletown Heritage Society the village of Castletown or the parish of Ulrich, visit our website www.castletownheritage.co.uk